Jonah 1.1. Now, one day long ago, God's word came to Jonah and Matthias' son. Up on your feet and on your way to the big city of Nineveh. Preach to them. They're in a bad way, and I can't ignore it any longer. But Jonah got up, and he went the other direction to Tarshish. Tarshish. That's how you guys say it. In the Greek, it sounds like that. So, running away from God, he went down to the port of Joppa and found a ship heading towards Tarshish. I can't say it. He paid the fare and went on board, joining those going to that place. As far away from God as he could get. But God sent a huge storm at sea. The waves were towering. The ship was about to break into pieces. The sailors were terrified. They called out in desperation to their gods. They threw everything that they were carrying overboard to lighten the ship. Meanwhile, Jonah had gone down into the hold of the ship to take a nap. He was sound asleep. The captain came to him and said, what's this sleeping? Get up. Pray to your God. Maybe your God will hear we're in trouble and rescue us. Then the sailors said to one another, let's get to the bottom of this. Let's draw straws to identify the culprit on this ship. Who's responsible for this disaster? So they drew straws. Jonah got the short straw. (laughs) Then they grilled him. Confess. Why this disaster? Why? What is, what is your work? Where did you come from? What country? What family? And so he told them, listen, I'm a Hebrew. I worship God, the God of heavens and the God who made sea and land. At that, the men were very frightened, really frightened. And they said, what on earth have you done? As Jonah talked, the sailors realized that he was running away from God. They said to him, what are we going to do with you to get rid of this storm? By this time, the seed was wild and totally out of control. Jonah said this. He said, throw me overboard into the sea. Then the storm will stop. It's all my fault. I'm the cause of the storm. Get get rid of me and you'll get rid of the storm. But no, the men tried rowing back to the shore. They made no headway. The storm only got worse and worse, and wild, and raging. Then they prayed to God, O God, don't let us drown because of this man's life, and don't blame us for his death, because you are God. Do what you think is best. They took Jonah, and they threw him overboard. There you go. Please, God, don't. There we go. And immediately, the sea quieted down. The sailors were impressed, no longer terrified by the sea, but in awe of God. They worshiped God. They offered sacrifice, and they made vows. Then God assigned this huge fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. So maybe you've heard the story growing up, and uh, the first thing that, that there, the, at the end of this first chapter, there's this moment in which it's kind of like, what? There's this fish, there's this whale, and it swallows Jonah, and it's just kind of, it it, it almost can overshadow the rest of the story. Because it's so, like, is this even possible? Can this happen? And and so it's just, like, we kind of focus on other things. And the fact is, this book isn't called Jonah and the Whale. The name of the book is called Jonah. 
And see, God's trying to teach something to Jonah. He's trying to teach something to us, and he's trying to get a point across to Jonah. And, 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 and if we just kind of focus on the whale, we'll kind of miss some of the substory in which God is trying to do within his people. Because if you look at the life of Jonah, Jonah, in every aspect of the world, uh, uh, of the word, is successful. I mean, wherever Jonah went, people got saved. He jumps on this ship. The, the, these, these sailors and everybody that's aboard of this ship are praying to other gods. And next thing you know, man, they're praying to the God. Next thing you know, they're saying, listen, uh, immediately they were in awe and they worship God and they offer sacrifices and they made vows. Like they have been introduced to God through the life of Joseph. Now, later on in the story, when we get to chapter 4, uh, Jonah goes into this place called Nineveh. And if the Bible tells us there's over 120,000 people in this city. 120,000 people. Jonah goes in. He preaches that, listen, get your life right. God's going to destroy this city. And you know what? 120,000 people get saved. 120,000 people repent and give their life to God, even the king. This place comes down and he says, who knows, God may change his mind and forgive us. I mean, from every account of the word, man, Jonah, he gets on a ship, people get saved. He goes and tries to preach destruction, people still get saved. The king gets saved. 120,000 people. Now, like sometimes uh, as a church, we flip over to like Acts and uh, Acts 1, 2, 3, and 4 where, where Peter preaches and, and it says, and 5,000 people came to the Lord that day. And we're like, yeah. Man, Jonah did it and 120,000 people came to God. I mean, changed an entire city. Changed an entire city and he didn't even want to be there. But the thing is, Jonah never saw it like this. Jonah never saw it for the miracle that it was. Jonah never saw his life and what God was trying to do. It. Jonah only saw himself. And, and, and see, when we have the wrong vision about life, we'll miss the miracle. See, Jonah missed the miracle. He missed, here's a group of men that, that I'm on this ship with, and they're praying to all these other gods and all these things, and, and now, man, they're in awe of the God who made the sea and the land. And they're worshiping him now, and their lives are forever changed. See, but he never saw that. He only saw, but God, I want to go somewhere else. I need you to send me to a, a different place. He never saw it. He didn't have the vision. God was trying to show him something else, and he missed it. How often is this our story? Right? Man, you think your marriage is horrible. You think, man, that woman, man, if she would just do this, that, you don't know how good you got it, buddy. She puts up with you, right? You don't know how good you got it. And, and one of the biggest ones, like your job, man, I just got the worst job. I can't, you know, my boss is terrible. He's just out of control. He makes me do all these things. Man, you got a job, right? You got a job. That's a miracle. Somebody hired you. Somebody said, I'm going to pay you X amount of dollars. And let's be honest, you might not be worth that much, right? Like, oh, if they really knew that I, like, come on now. I know we're in church, but let's get serious, you know? Or like sometimes in conversations talking to people, man, people get real fun, frustrated about Brunswick County. Oh, man, Brunswick County. Oh, I can't believe, like, listen, there's a reason why you left Jersey, all right? <laughs> let's be honest. 
Stop trying to make it like it used to be. There's a reason why you moved here. All right? I know we do things a little slower. I know we do things like we told you it's going to be three hours. It's going to take like three months. I know you called the contractor 17 times. He still hasn't showed up. But it ain't Jersey. You ain't shoveling snow. You ain't paying all these taxes. You ain't getting mugged at the 7-Eleven. You know I'm right. And for those of you that are offended now, I repeat, there's a reason why you live here. (laughs) This is a beautiful place, man. This is a wonderful place. I mean, we have people that have left Hawaii to come back here. Come on. Like, Hawaii, Brunswick County. Yeah. Yeah, baby. We got Walmart now. Yeah. But... If you only live to how it used to be and what used to be and what, we'll miss the miracle of now. We'll miss what's right in front of us. And Jonah did. He missed what God was doing. And here's, here's the unbelievable part. Even unbelievers saw that God was trying to do something in his life. Even these men that, that were praying to other gods, these unbelievers, so wait, wait, hold on. What's the guilt? Let, let's question you. What, what, what's happening? What country are you from? What family are you from? What work do you do? What, what's going on? And, and in, in, in the midst of Jonah telling them, it says, and they realized that he was running from God. Like, there's this moment where even the unbelievers realize, seriously? Jonah, if your God is the God who makes the seas and makes the land, where are you going to go? In the psalmist, the psalmist writes, where can I go from your presence? If I ascend into the heavens, you are there. If I descend down into the deeps, there you are. Where are you going to run from God? And yet sometimes we try. Sometimes we try. And, and, and we, we, we say, listen, I'm going to Tarshish. What is your Tarshish? See, for, for Jonah, this is the place that, listen, I know, God, you told me to go there, but I'm going to head in this opposite direction because this other place is so much better. This is, this is see, Tarshish is the place where, where I could escape from God, where, where you, what you want me to do, but this is the thing that I want to do. This is where you want me to go, but this is where I want to go. What is your Tarshish? What is the place that, man, but, but God, I, if, if I just go here, life will be so much better. I call it our, our and when places. See, and, and when I retire, that's when life will get good. And when I have 2.2 kids in the white picket fence, and, and when my bank account has this amount of dollars, and, and, and when I get this position at church, and, 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 or, or in my job place, or, or in life, and, and get the power, then and then, God, then I'll serve you. And we run to these places. We run to these. And then, and when I, when I win the lottery, then I'll be generous. No, you won't. No, you won't. Here's what I've learned. Uh, in, ter- in terms of money, money only makes you more of what you already are. So if you're poor and generous, you're going to be rich and generous. If you're poor and greedy, you're going to be rich and greedy. And it's the same thing with everything else. When we make these and when places, we think, and when this happens, then I will, like, no, no, no. You're going to experience the same thing then. You know why? Because there you are. No matter where you go, you will be there. 
and you will be you. And, 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 and it'll just amplify what's already in you. And getting to that place, like, listen, if you have a spirit of generosity, if you have a, a spirit of peace, man, you'll find even more of it. But whenever we only run for, for what, we're, what we find, our own direction, what we're really saying is, God, well, this is what I'm going to do, and if you could just bless this, then we'll get along great. It's like God's this kind of like genie in a bottle. That, God, whenever I need you, then you could come out. But this is what I'm going to do. And if, so if you could bless this, and God's like, no, no, no. Like, no, no. This is what I want you to do, and I'll bless that. I know it doesn't look like where you want to go. I know it looks like it's in the complete opposite direction. But if you do this, this is even more. Like, if you come back to Brunswick County, it's going to be better than Hawaii. It's going to be better than Jersey. I promise. Even on its worst day. So... What happens, though, is, come on, we, we do that. We say, God, like, if you'll just do this, this is where I'm going. If you'll just bless this. And, and we just kind of want God to get on board with what we're doing. And God's like, no, 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 you've got to get on board with what I'm doing. You want to know the will of God for your life? Like, figure out what God's doing and just do that. It's really that simple. Where is God moving? What's God doing? What? Okay, let me just follow that. The vision for this church, our vision is to follow Jesus. Where are you at? You want to go this way? Okay. You want to go this way? Wherever you want to take us, God. Just follow that. There's a story of this, um, this young child, and he's growing up, and he just kind of has this kind of natural ability for writing. He just loves writing, loves writing uh, poetry and, and books and, and all different types of things. And his mom even recognized it. His teachers recognized it. But his mom would always say, why do you want to be a writer? You should really be a doctor. See, if you're a doctor, you'll, you'll, you'll help lots of people. You'll keep people from dying. You'll make lots of money. Life will be good. You should be a doctor. And, then, and, and he said, no, Mom, I, I, I just I love writing. I want to be a writer. And this would go on for years. Hey, Christmas time, uh, come over. Son, why are you still pursuing this writing thing? Why, why, why don't you be a doctor? If you're a doctor, you, you, you'll keep people from dying, and you'll, you'll make lots of money. Life will be good. Stop with this. And on and on, year after year, mom would, would say this to her son. Why, why do you want to be a writer? Why don't you just be a doctor until one day it kind of come to the, 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 where the son had just had enough, and he turned to his mom, and he said this. He said, listen, mom. I don't want to keep people from dying. I want to teach them how to live. I don't want to keep people from dying. I want to teach them how to live. And see, and that's what God's saying here to Jonah. I, I want you, to, I, Jonah, I want, you, I want to teach you how to really have some life. And I want you to experience life. And see, for some of us, we've, we've pursued things, we've pursued lands far away, but unlike Jonah, we've got there. And, and we've got the things that we've run after, but we never really found life. We never really found life. And God's still whispering, get up, get on your feet, go to the place that I'm showing you. I'm calling you out. I'm calling you to something else. See, here's, here's the reality. Every one of the disciples that Jesus called, they were in the midst of doing something else when he called them. He said, listen, that's good that you're doing that, but we're going to tweak it a little bit. 
I know, I know you're going to be fishermen, but you're going to be fishers of men. And he says, like, there's just, just going to be a little tweak to it. There's going to be a little tweak to your life. There's going to be a little tweak to your life, Tim. See, I know, like, I know you make cabinets where people store dishes on them, but I, I, I'm going to teach you how to, like, teach people how to store up treasures in heaven. And Chris, I know you like make survey lines and boundaries and maps for people. I'm going to teach you like how to point people to the person who knows the map for their life, the way, the truth, the life, the person who set the boundaries and said, this is what I have for you. See, I guarantee you within each one of your jobs, see, see, Tim, you're just not a builder. You just don't build people's houses. See, God said, you're to build homes. And you're going to build families. And you're going to teach people how to have wonderful marriages. See, I guarantee you right now, some of us are blinded to the miracle. And God's saying, listen, this place that I've put you, sometimes it's just a little tweak. And man, it makes it, makes, it, makes it so much more beautiful. Who has God put into your path? Get your mind off of the thing and onto the people. See, sometimes we just think about the things. We think about the fish. God said, no, 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 I'm about the people. I want these, these sailors' lives to be changed. I want this entire city, this, the, this, I want it to be changed. And so I'm sending you. Sailors and captains, they, they prayed to God for the very first time. They prayed to God. And here's the thing. While, while everyone else was praying, what was Jonah doing? Jonah was asleep. The one guy who should be praying was asleep. And, and so he tells him. He tells him everything that happens. He comes clean. And here's what's amazing. The sailors had thrown everything off the ship. And then they, they, they threw their, this is their entire livelihood. This is the whole reason why they're on the ship. They're part of the trade. We, we take things from one place to another. We cross these seas. We cross these oceans. And their whole reason for why we're doing this, why did they throw it off? Because they recognized their life was more important. See, when you recognize the, the importance and the value of life, everything else doesn't matter. Possessions doesn't matter. Money doesn't matter. All of this doesn't matter. Life matters. And, and so they get to this point where they even say, listen, Jonah, <laughs> Lord, we're about to throw this dude overboard. We've thrown all this other stuff overboard, but like in this moment, we need to pray, don't be mad at us because we know how much you value life. We know all that other stuff comes and goes. But for this, don't blame us. See, and and, and even before they get there, it says, no, 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 no. And what they try to do? They tried to row the boat back to land. Right? Like, no, we're not going to throw you over, Jonah. Like, we'll just work harder. Right? Have you ever had these moments in your life where God's told you to do something or you know what you have to do, but instead of doing what God's told you to do, you just think, well, I'll just put more effort into what I'm already doing. If I just work a little bit harder, then I'll get caught up. If I just get a little bit more educated, then I'll be smart enough. If I just do this and do that, like, then we just, we just think that we could accomplish it by human effort, right? We are all guilty of that. Like, okay, I'll just, I'll just put in more hours. I'll just do this, and we'll just row harder. If we just row harder, we'll get back to land. And it says they went nowhere. 
See, some of us have been rowing as hard as we can, and we're getting nowhere. I was at the beach this summer with my daughter, and at low tide, the tide will go out and it'll create these little tide pools. They're little, little, you know, one-foot thing of water in the ground where me and Kobe just kind of lay in the tide pool. And so at some point, the tide will start to come back in, and Kobe doesn't want to lose her tide pool. And so she said, quick, Daddy, we've got to take sand, and we've got to build up a little, little wall around our tide pool to keep the ocean out, you know? And, and so we, like, grab the sand, and we build this little wall, and the, and the tide comes. And then, quick, Daddy, faster, faster, faster. And no matter how fast I go, the ocean's coming in, Right? Man, how often is that our story? Like we try to keep God at a distance. We try to keep these other things and we just work harder and we just think and when the reality is we're just, we're delaying the inevitable. Like, yeah, I might, I might be able to get 10 more minutes out of this thing, but daughter, that ocean's coming whether we like it or not. And human effort will only take you but so far. You can only work so hard there's only so many hours in the day. There's only so, so smart that you could get. There's only so much of whatever it is that we're pursuing until the ocean comes in. The sailors have thrown everything. They've thrown their, their cargo. They recognize the importance of life. And they have this prayer, this value. And it says this, praying this prayer to God. And in awe, they worship God. They offered sacrifice and they made vows. See, this is the natural reaction to coming in contact with your Savior. When you have come face to face with God, when you've come face to face with Jesus, you're natural. God, I just worship you. I just worship you. I had sacrifice here it goes we've already thrown everything off and, and then they made vows they made commitments god my life is yours you've saved us you've saved us they've come in contact with their maker and here's the irony of this the one who knew him didn't offer any of these things the one who knew him was asleep in the bottom the one who knew him didn't pray the one who knew him He's like, just throw me over. My, my life is worthless. See, he got thrown over just trying to die. It, 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 he, he had he no, no understanding of the value of life. And sometimes it's the sad reality that us as Christians, sometimes often it's us that know him that can be the farthest from him. We can find ourselves running in our own direction doing our own thing. See, we could grow up in church and there could be sermon after sermon and there could be lots of God talk, but we don't know God. And there comes a point where God says, listen, you're going to do it my way or you're going to continue to do it your way, but this, the tide's rising. Your wall's not going to last. You're trying to sail to Tarshish, but I've got something else for you. You thought this would bring you life, but this, if you will awaken to the miracle that's all around you, if you will awaken to the miracle 
that's all around you. I guarantee you there are things that God is doing in your life that if you awaken and just step back and say, God, what is it? Your eyes will be opened. See, there's this moment in the Old Testament where God uh, brings this one gentleman out, and they're getting ready to face this army, and, and, and there's this kind of vision where it says, listen, there's more of them than us, and then he sees God's army surrounding. See, God has a way of opening our eyes. Opening our eyes. I'm going to ask the band to come back up. And before we close, I'd like to show you guys this. And uh, what we'll play after this guy plays. Um, so there, there's, this, this guy's awesome. So five years ago, um, my daughter uh, was about to be born. We had one of those baby shower things. And, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, those things. And uh, this, this thing came, and, oh, that's nice. And it plays uh, the heart, the, it mimics the heartbeat, rain, the ocean, and whales. And um, after co- I secretly wanted to steal this thing from my daughter because it was so soothing to go to sleep to the sounds that this thing made. And um, so Kobe had it, and then she got old enough, and then we had another child, so she got to get it. <laughs> Man, so I've been waiting like five years for this thing. And so finally Reese got it old enough. And so other people started having babies, I think, or about to have babies. I think Michelle's about to have a baby. And I don't think, I know. <laughs> yeah. She is pregnant. She is with child. And uh, so Devin says she's getting all this stuff together for Kyle and Michelle and, 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 and you know, babies. And uh, she puts this in the pile. <laughs> like, listen, girl. <laughs> so I like, I take it, right? And I'm like. Stealing from my kid? I did. I did, man. <laughs> and Devin looks at me, and Devin's like, are you going to deny some child the pleasure? And I said, yes, I am. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I, you know, keeping it real here. So I did, and we didn't give it to him, and so it's still in my room. But <laughs> today, which after this, I might have to give it to him. But um, if we could set the mood here, what I want to do is... Cut all these lights out, all of them. And uh, we're going to play s- some, some, some music here. This is, this is the sound of whales. And, and for a moment, I just want you to imagine that you're Jonah. And you've run in a different direction. And you've done everything you can to get away from God. But yet somehow, he keeps showing up. <laughs> And you're in the belly of this whale. Which, which, which side note, did you know that the largest mammal on the planet is the whale? These things have been measured at 98 feet long and over 200 tons. 200 tons. And so people that say, well, I don't know if a man could get swallowed by a whale. Like, he could get stuck in the teeth of this whale. It's huge. 200 tons. It's like, you get it. It's big. So he's there. He's been tossed off this ship. He's running from God. He's given up on life. Three days in darkness. 
every day of, of hearing this, and he's yet to pray to God yet. He hasn't prayed yet. And in chapter 2, it says this, and then Jonah prayed to his God from the belly of the fish. And he says this, in trouble, deep trouble, I prayed to God, and he answered me. From the belly of the grave, I cried, help, and you heard my cry. You threw me into this ocean's depth, into a watery grave. The ocean's waves, the ocean's breakers, they were crashing all over me. I said, I've been thrown away. I've been thrown out. I am out of your sight. I'll never again lay eyes on your holy temple. Your ocean gripped me by the throat. An ancient abyss, it grabbed me and it held me tight. My head was all tangled in seaweed. At the bottom of the sea, where the mountains take root, as far down as a body can go. And the gates, they were slammed shut behind me forever. Yet you, you pulled me up from the grave alive. Oh God, my God, when my life was slipping away, I remembered you, God. And my prayer, it got through to you and made it all the way to your holy temple. Those who worship hollow gods, gods, frauds, God away from their, the, their, their only true love, but I'm worshiping you, God. I'm calling out to you in thanksgiving, and I'll do what I promised I'll do. Salvation belongs to you. Let's pray. Lord God, if there's anyone in this room, Lord, that they've been running, and God, on the outside, it may look like their life is perfect. On the outside, it may look like they have it all together, and, but God, they find themselves in the belly of the fish. They find themselves in a dark place. They find themselves, maybe they've spent years of their life trying to, trying to run in an opposite direction. And nobody knows the depression that they're facing. There's a part that just says, they'll just toss me off the boat. If this life can just be over with, if this life can be done. God, they've been trying to run. And God, you've just been calling them. Lord, I God, I thank you that you hear our prayers. I thank you that, God, you haven't forgotten us. Even when the waves crash over us and the, the gates slam behind us and we think that there's no way, the seaweed is wrapped around us and our life is just, we can't get it right. We've tried to do it with human effort. We've tried to row harder. We've tried to get it to shore. We've tried to do these things. And God, we keep coming up short. And God, right now at this moment, you're just calling us and saying, I've got a plan for you. I've got a purpose for you. But you're going to have to do it my way. So God, like Jonah, we say, you 
are our salvation. If you're in here this morning and, and you don't know him, or you know him and you've been running away, right now, this is your moment with God. And right now, just in your own words, God, you're my salvation. God, my life is yours. I'm calling out to you from the deeps. I'm calling out to you from the human effort. I'm calling out to you from the belly of the whale. And God, I'm saying I need you. I need your salvation's touch. I need you to help me, God. Come into my life. Come into my heart. God, I repent. I'm tired of doing it my way. God, this pride, this pride, it keeps rising up inside of me, Lord God. Every time I try to get humble, the pride just in it. Lord, help me not to just say the words. Help me to really be it. Help me to be it. Help me to be the salt and the light. Help me to not just go through the steps. God, I'm crying out to you. So, Lord Jesus, come. whale spit him back out on shore and after the whale spit him back on the shore the word of the Lord came to Jonah again and he said the same thing he said at the beginning of this book up on your feet I've got something for you to do so if you would please rise with me up on your feet And let's spend the next few minutes just worshiping God. For some of you, this is a brand new day. It's a brand new moment with God. God's saying, everything is washed away. You're in the belly no longer. My plan and my purpose hasn't changed. Up on 